first one I came out about this and I published that book exposing their methodologies like I have a chapter in the book called three methods of control the family secrets revealed I detail in very specific manner how these families rule society fear guilt and shame are the three main tenets of that system when you start to dismantle those three tenets of their societal mechanisms you set the captives free and i have seen that take place over the last seven years since i have been speaking out the captives are getting free and you know what as much as they want to stifle us the truth is such an inoculant to fear that it replicates and multiplies and it's far more contagious than any invisible enemy whether it's terrorism or virus that they want to persuade us to try to go wage a war against no we have real faces of radical intelligent evil ones operating in our midst we can identify them we can build target packages on them and we can eagerly contend against their tactics every day that's why i'm out here that's why i'm out here on the front line because i'm inviting you and calling for you to become courageous enough to stand up and and fight for the truth. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report. Thanks for coming back to the show. Guys, I try to have a wide variety of different guests on with different viewpoints. Harley Schlanger's coming back in a few days. Len Horowitz is on the schedule. Laura Logan will be back on in November. You know, when we think of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, filling in those blanks with the names in the organizations can sometimes be difficult. Well, nobody does it better than Nathan Reynolds, who escaped satanic ritual abuse and torture as a child when he escaped the grasp of his Illuminati family, the Reynolds family. Guys, we went two hours long in this one, so I've split it into two parts. Part one being released on October 26th and part two on October 27th. Hey friends, welcome back. It's so great to have you guys back. I just can't even tell you how much I appreciate all of you. Look, our last one on Rumble, Revenge, the Dragon and Blood, it was shadow banned for a minute, so I uploaded it twice. What am I talking about? I'm talking about my last interview with Nathan Reynolds. Snatchedfromtheflames.com is the website. We're going to ask him why he named it that in just a minute, but I'm so glad to have him back on the line. Nathan, how are you, my friend? Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me back on. It's terrific to see you again. Now, the last time we spoke, we said in this interview, we're going to talk about Jason groups and Vatican assassins. Vatican assassins. You know, I used to have a guest on that talked about Vatican assassins. He wrote a book about it. And I thought, you know, how much of that can be true? Well, it does seem as though the black nobility rules the world. And a big part of that is the Jesuit oaths and the Vatican. Maybe we'll get there in this one, but Jason Programs. The last time you were on, we were talking about assassins. So speaking of assassins, I bring you this update from Greg Reese, the incentivized mass murder of children. For many years, doctors have received bonuses for adherence to the latest drug therapy protocol. Drugs that are known to be dangerous, such as statins and antidepressants. And now we know that insurance companies are paying doctors to fully vaccinate your children. This incentive program for vaccinating babies can be found in the Blue Cross Blue Shield Doctor Incentives Booklet and specifies that every patient under the age of two that receives the currently prescribed 24 inoculations is worth a $400 payout to that doctor. For further motivation, they get paid by the hundred and they have to vaccinate a certain percentage of their total patients or they don't get anything. Blue Cross Blue Shield say that a doctor needs to vaccinate 63% of their patients in order to qualify. The average American pediatrician has about 1,500 patients and would have to have at least 945 of them fully vaccinated in order to get paid anything. At 40,000 for every 100, this works out to $360,000. This is why most pediatricians won't provide care for families who don't completely submit to the latest childhood vaccine protocol. We are talking over a quarter million dollars, which is more than the average pediatrician's yearly salary. Research shows that an unvaccinated child's risk of death increases by over 5,000% when they receive the current vaccine schedule. And doctors are now beginning to use virtual reality 
to help them administer these poisons to children who instinctively know better. I'm going to pause it there. Guys, you know, my blood is boiling. In fact, my little audio board has been overmodulated lately. And, you know, I was joking with Nathan. Uh, well, I get angry in these things and I need to tone that back just a bit. How does that piece make you feel? I don't think that anything about you needing to tone back your anger, because this this is absolutely the detestable realities of our society, that there is a of radical, intelligent evil that seeks ways to in incentivize slaughter, genetic manipulation, wholesale death and torture and anguish of generations. You know, there is an absolute hatred for children in our society that is percolated from the top down and incentivized those who are inherently greedy for gain, which is just the root of so much of the evil that's taking place here is that people have lost their ability. Men have lost specifically their ability to resist. They've pacified us to such a ridiculous state that we're willing to go along and capitulate to advance an agenda that systemically destroys the lives of the innocent. And so what does it take for this to stop? Well, it takes a few good men who are willing to say, I do not consent. First and foremost, it takes informed consent, which is a prerequisite that's supposed to be built into the medical care system that is instead being totally manipulated through the forms of propaganda at every facet of our society so that people bow down to the experts from the day they enroll in that compulsory education system and send their children to 15,000 hours of mandatory deception to socially engineer them into stupid and follow the advice of these I mean, hypocrites inherently, these are the modern day hypocrites that are just lying through one side of their lips saying that we have the cure and the deliverance and the salvation you've always sought for. And at the other side of it, they're willing to overlook the overwhelming evidence that this is an absolute wholesale eradication of all of the purity of life that has ever been in our society, all of the last vestiges of resistance. Because if you give a parent, there was a, a gal I spoke at a conference who, who shared an incredible testimony of how many children that she had three of which were uh, two of which were non-vaccinated and two of which were and the just absolute catastrophic differences of what happened to her vaccinated children and she just i mean it was devastating to see that the the horrible impact that it has and that this is a similar tactic that's used in the enemy where you wound an enemy and it causes three soldiers to be taken out by that single casualty versus if you kill them you tend to incite their rage and the revenge and everything else so it's a very common strategy to wear people out through a war of attrition which is the main module that you see are the this great adversary that we contend against is continually trying to kill us by a thousand cuts and if we have all these autistic and decimated children with all these autoimmune dis disorders and every other version of it then we're trapped continually trying to tend to our wounded and we're no longer able to put up or fight effectively in a resistance a unified resistance to these overwhelming strategies of the enemy boy you hit on something there that really resonates with me uh off the record i'll put it on the record now you know i've told you a little bit about the struggles with our oldest son right and it's because he's vaccine damaged it is really a death by a thousand cuts they're using these vaccine programs to destroy families because when you destroy children you distract parents and worse than that you cause so much stress and sadness and emotion in the family that sometimes the families the moms and dads don't stay together especially the families with kids with full-blown autism a lot of times what happens is one of the parents just takes off they can't take it they leave and that leaves one parent to raise the kid with autism and if they have other kids sometimes these people have multiple children with autism so i refer to these vaccine programs now as bioweapons programs because they're not mm. vaccines at all look no further than that covid 19 vaccine pfizer buried the documents or wanted to for 75 years because they didn't want people to know what's in it mm. and then a judge ruled that they had to release the records and researchers dug in and it's horrifying nathan it is mm. literally a bioweapons program it is part of the depop program Mm-hmm. And that my that gal I was talking about, Laurel Austin is her name. And she she shared an explicit testimony about that at a conference that I went to back in 2019 and another one down in Atlanta. And just the the overwhelming exhaustion. Like right now, I have twin babies, and it it, it is like you create these infants out of out of men, out of women, you know, even in their youth. They are completely crippled and disabled, and it doesn't. It eliminates and destroys everyone's ability to, to stand together and continue to resist this, even just the struggles that you're describing. It knocks the wind out of people, and that is the, that is the tactic of the enemy. You completely distract and you diffuse the resistance that they have within them. And 
my heart goes out to parents that are like this, but it's the reason my family, we live a completely set apart lifestyle because we understand there is radical, evil, intelligent people who are stalking you in the darkness day and night, seeking and devising cunning strategies. This word that is utilized is called a conspiracy for a reason because they literally sit together and they take counsel amongst themselves on how to be effective at disarming their enemy. And this is one of the most effective ways to do that is to dismantle their children. Let's level set for people. I want to rewind so people who are new to you understand exactly who you are. So we'll cover that in just one second. But I want to quote you because so many people in our daily lives are reluctant to dig into this information. They don't want to listen to people like you. And I've had this experience when I was at Target trying to wake up my friends to the realities of what happened on 9-11, and they didn't want to hear it. It's the ostrich syndrome. So I want to quote you loosely regarding this ostrich syndrome and those that don't want to hear the truth. They're already dead. They're already asleep. You're basically dead, the walking dead every day that you continue to ignore the radical, intelligent evil that's stalking all around you. What are you referring to when you say that? Because so many of us think of the CIA, the Mossad, the deep state. Then we get into the Vatican. You know so much more about this stuff as somebody who escaped an Illuminati family, the Reynolds family. What did you mean by that? What I mean is we are incessantly born into a society that was engineered in the image of the enemy. Like we we are literally in a cosmic war for for the souls of mankind, not just some kind of like ethereal religious Bible thumping thing I'm talking about. There is an ever-present danger. There is this present darkness that is working insidiously to corroborate and collaborate to steal, kill, and destroy all truth, to corrupt mankind at the most infinitesimal level, at the most minute nature of their being, of any level of strength and hope and courage and happiness and joy and love and peace, all of those very things that make us mankind, they are absolutely systemically juxtaposed to it. They are seeking ways to destroy our hope every single day and night. And they are a supernatural intelligence system. They are they go far further back than any of the other intelligence assets that are out there in mankind. They are one that has been an ancient evil. I call it the ancient hate that has been diametrically opposed to the sons of righteousness, the sons of truth. And it goes way back to the beginning and you have to go and deal with these great dragons, these great archons, these, these rulers that set themselves up in these spiritual realms who shape-shifted themselves out of their heavenly estate. You asked a little bit, we're going to ask and talk about where I got the name for Snatched from the Flames, and it comes right out of the book of Jude, which deals with these very governing authorities, because there is a spiritual force behind this that gives power. It's like this great red dragon that gives its power over to individuals, People on this earth who get their power from communicating and making covenants. This is why when you ever are wanting to track down these people, you follow the X. That X, this deals with X-class projects. This deals with X-class weapons. This deals with the X-men, the Anunerbi, these, these hybridized agents. This is why you have to deal with that great red, that black nobility like we were referring to earlier. These are individuals who are, for lack of a better phrase, custodial agents of these beings, these spiritual extra-dimensional beings that have a physical corporate body, a physical body. However, they don't occupy our realm unless absolutely necessary because the most powerful force that anybody has when they are capable of doing whatever they want is anonymity. And so this is why the gods of humanism were reinstated over our society through the Renaissance and through the eradication of religiosity and the destruction of Christian moral ethics that had built and laid cornerstones throughout many successful societies over centuries and millennia. Those were systemically eradicated and the gods of science were set up in their place, the gods of reason, intellect, and, and the worship of man's corporal five senses to be the only thing that dictates our identity that allowed them to 
to conceal that kingdom of darkness, to hide the great enemy so that so many people who are trying to fight it back against this system are always distracted by the human assets, the, the agents of darkness that are working on this side of that realm, not understanding the physical mechanics of spiritual warfare that we need to be engaged in. Because if you don't seek the deliverance of mankind from an almighty creator, a true power El Shaddai, the most mighty one, the mighty one of all mighty ones. If we don't have divine help in this circumstances, we are going to be destroyed because we have no capacity to compete with them of our own nature, of our own flesh. We are just mere mortals contending with immortals. There is a class of beings that we have to fight against. And the way that we do that is to seek and call for wisdom from the source of wisdom to pour out upon us dynamite, explosive power to be filled with convictions because men of conviction are the most dangerous thing on this earth. They are absolutely Absolutely committed to not moving off of this. Even when we have to tirelessly labor for our wounded, we still must resist and we still must rise up from these circumstances like ones you're dealing with right now, Sean, behind the scenes. We still have to get up and put the pack back on. I just talked to a guy who was an infantryman for the United States Marine Corps last night who is who reminded me of this phrase that I heard when I was back in the United States Army, which was put on the pack. Just get up and put on the pack and drive on. Like that's what I needed to hear because I was exhausted. I'm working a lot of 20 hour days and 22 hour days because I'm trying to outmaneuver and outcompete an absolute intelligence array that's working day and night to destroy the very fabric of our society. But you know what? I have seen wonderful beautiful, powerful people scattered all across this nation and across this world who are resisting, who are fighting back and who are building out cities of refuges, who are building out libraries so that people who want to know for themselves, what are the firsthand accounts of what these people's beliefs sincerely are? What is the actual source documents of what these people's agendas are? By doing that, we're not going to be persuaded so readily by the rhetoric, the narrative, the sophists, the sophisticated nature of these people who are lying out of their lips continually. And when we do that, we become clothed with the truth. And the love of the truth is ultimately what we're after. If we can develop and cultivate the hunger for the truth, ultimately it is going to drive people into the source of restoration and deliverance. You know, I've mentioned this before when you and I have spoken. Uh, when we talk, I sometimes feel like I'm fighting above my historical knowledge weight class. So I want your opinion on this because I'll bring to the table what I'm equipped to bring to the table, and then you can bring, I think, a lot more to the table. So right now, I've been doing a ton of interviews and videos trying to warn the American people about World War III. Do not allow yourselves to be whipsawed into another Rothschild Zionist war, right, based on a false flag, based on anything. So you remember when Madeleine Albright was on, I don't know, 60 Minutes or one of these NBC shows, and she was interviewed about the cost of the war in Iraq, and the interviewer said, 500,000 dead Iraqi children. Yeah. Was the price worth it? Madeleine Albright said, yes, we believe the price was worth it. Now we have Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, rhinos, Zionists, all bloodlusting, all bloodthirsty to level Gaza. Two million souls in Gaza. Now, we don't have to get into the weeds about the Palestinians versus Israelis, even though the Palestinians have been victimized for decade after decade after decade, and two million plus souls live in an open air prison. But these people that I just referred to are now bloodthirsty and they want to lay waste to Gaza, two million souls. What is driving these people? Is it simple enough just to say Lucifer or is there something darker? Is there something more tangible in our realm than just that? What is driving these people? A need for revenge. Right. But is it why, why, because you, you and I just take their orders from? I, I keep saying Rothschild Zionism. It's Rothschild, House of Rothschild. Is that too simple? Yeah, that's the Orsini family. It's just a different that's that's like you're looking at their kissing cousins, you know. The Rothschilds are custodians of this of this system. They're not they have to follow orders of others. This is why you 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 need to understand any one of those families that we talk about, like the main kind of ruling bloodlines that are that are publicized more readily than others. There is they those are the custodians that are designed to be take the hits on the front side of it. It's like you have to have scaled layered armor systems in order to insulate yourself from the inevitable resistance that rises up against this. Like that's why I, I encourage people to 
The Illuminati Unmasked, the Illuminati Unmasked, written by Johnny Cerucci, is an incredible historical book that goes into diving and analyzing so many of the familial connections to who these individuals are and what gave rise. Who's the one who breathed out the power to this? This is why you have to address that the Rome, the Ro Holy Roman Empire that we look at today that comes and is seated itself there in the Vatican is a different embodiment of the eagle from Rome that, that, that swallowed up the wealth of nations. We are dealing with generational inherited wealth and power that goes back for eons. It's not something that's so new. We have such a, it's easy for us in our society today to look through a very small window of time because we're not from a Europe. We are not sincerely embedded in a European ide ideology where we have been raised in understanding history has thousands of years that you have to look at at any given time. If you go over to the dragon bloodlines and the families over in Asia and Indonesia, and you have to start to understand that these, I, these families have been accruing and accumulating wealth that, that governs nations. That's so much beyond the United States national debt. That's so much beyond the, the, the GDP of the collective world that we see that's on the surface because wealth that is transferable is held in things like gemstones. You can hold on to gemstones like blue sapphires and rubies and gold and silver and precious resources from the forms of artwork and books that, that will translate into wealth and power across millennia. And this is how true families pass on their wealth and it allows them to open the doors to people's hearts. If you can't find people's vice, you well, if you can't buy them through their price, you manipulate them through their vice. And those are the two tactics that these black-robed priests have used to govern our societies. You have to identify the priesthood class and the bloodlines. Anytime you start to look at familial rulers and dynastic bloodlines, their hunger for revenge goes back to Cain. It goes back to the very same serpent that consumed, that has been consuming and seeking to devour the sons of truth from the very beginning. This is, you are literally dealing with people who are possessed, wholly given over. They're under the most powerful, intoxicating spiritual, spiritual seduction that they cannot escape from because it is woven itself into their family. I, I literally equate it to parasitic mind control, like toxoplasmosis. When people that are working around cats and cleaning up their litter, they, they get this, this this parasite, parasite. Yep. that literally hacks and shuts off your sexual inhibitors of your brain. So it will make you sexually deviant. All right. And then people that have sexual deviances that have proclivities to engage in perversions of sexuality that so many of them are cured from that when they do detoxes specifically with parasites like black walnut tincture. This is something that falls out of the sky all over the United States called black walnut. You can take them, put them in an alcohol alcohol extract like this was used by made it out of vodka and you can get those parasites to rid themselves out of your body and suddenly you can think clearly again that's parasitic mind control 60 percent of france was literally under toxoplasmosis at one stage in its time they were running around like rats who lose their sense of fear from cat urine and being around cats and instead they're literally sexually attracted to cats so that cats will eat the mice and then the bacteria the parasite multiplies inside the digestive tract of the cat and is able to reproduce that's parasite mind control that is what you're dealing with with the seed of the serpent these people literally are consumed by a bloodlust an ancient hate for the seed of mankind it's this is the very curse that's been going on from the beginning because the dragon was cursed to eat dust, walk around, roam around on its belly all the days of its life. We are made of dust. They literally consume us. They devour us. They seek to destroy every asset of our life. And they do that as they feed on us. They keep us alive, but just barely. They keep us just on the edge of absolute despair, absolute hopelessness continually. And as we live in those dark emotions, they feed on us. They consume that. They they drink of it. And this is what my, my family was enthralled with it. They could not say no to the wealth. Like I was by the time I got offered the checkbook from the family, I was so eager to have my freedom, but the cost of it being this, the, ine the inevitable intentional suffering and torture of my daughter was not worth it because I recognize inherently I was going to incur a curse by doing that. When you give yourself over to depravity at that level, like every one of those doctors who capitulates and is willing to inject 
children with known toxins on an ongoing perpetual basis, those people are, are literally giving that parasitic relationship power over them. And they are going to be blinded. They're going to be under the influence of that spiritual kingdom, whether they're openly complicit with it or not. It doesn't require what's called a known conspiracy for this to be effective. All it requires is for good men to do nothing is for them to just go along with it, to go along, to get along, to not make any waves, to just to be like neutered men. They're just walking around like a bunch of eunuchs who can't man up and fight back. We were not designed to go quietly into the night with this. We were made to stand and fight ferociously. Absolutely. And you know what? That desire you and I just had in the very beginning of the show when you played that clip, that anger you and I talked about, that need for revenge and justice that's in us, that's innate in us. That's a good thing. However, just like what those people are looking at and hearing the propaganda that makes them want to incite nations to war it's the same mechanisms that they're playing on it's the same mechanisms that these agents behind the scene are manipulating to try to cause bloodshed because there is no greater release of the demonic hordes there's no greater unleashing of these portals for these underworld beings to come and rise up than when there's massive bloodshed when there's the spilling of blood it creates a doorway for the adversary these these enemy agents of that we really wrestle with to come into our realm they need that blood to be spilled. And when it's spilled and it's spilled in a horrible, violent and traumatic way, it creates a rift between their realm and ours. And they do come out wholesale. This is what allows things like these these assassination programs to take place. This is what enables the Phoenix program and, and the Pegasus program that the United States government has utilized in time. In times of past to cause wholesale massacre and assassination of millions of people that we don't hear about for decades. We don't hear about because it's classified information. But this stuff has been going on in every war that takes place is the war in the shadows. And I was raised in that war. And these individual societies, they play in those shadows. And that is why you're looking at World War Three on the cusp of it. And yet you're seeing this resistance where people don't want to capitulate and go along with it. And that's where we have to continue. Continue to remind them this is what the, the true agents of evil are hiding in plain sight all around us. They're these oath keepers, these secret society members who, who have sworn sworn allegiance to another kingdom. And they are absolutely acting against our better interests. And we must eradicate them from our society. You know, every time you're on, you do this to me. You leave me a little bit speechless. So I wrote down a couple of things and you nailed it. You've said this to me before in interviews and it's really sat with me. I've thought about it. I've contemplated this. The quote is this, if you can't buy them with a price, buy them with their vice. Guys, that speaks to exactly what was going on with Epstein Island. But you mentioned your daughter, Naomi. If we could just back up a little bit for those to whom you're new. Okay, a lot of folks now know your story. You escaped from the Reynolds family after a life of torture and abuse, stuff so vile. I don't even think you want to talk about it on the show, but feel free. You escaped that family, but your dream was to get your inheritance and use that power and money and wealth to get revenge on your family, right? To pay them back, to expose them. But then you found out that your daughter, Naomi, was going to be the cost of getting that inheritance. Now, when you first said that, I thought it meant she would be sacrificed. But then you told me, you told the audience, no, they wanted contractually two weeks out of the year. And as she grew older, that amount of time would expand. Based on the horrors that you went through as a child, what do you think that would have meant for Naomi? Well, she would have been systemically passed through abuse, intentional strategic abuse, physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and sexually from her earliest ages. As soon as we started taking her down there to Lake Havasu City, Arizona, where my grandfather, who is still alive and active for the Jesuits and the Knights of Columbus, fractures and traumatizes children and specifically through violent sexual acts and drowning. Those were his two main methodologies that he utilized on me when I was growing up and utilized on other family members of mine to create the split personality. The, they, they, they traumatize a child until they dissociate, which is a method of escaping physiological trauma that's taking place in your body and separating your mind mentally to create a trauma state so that that other personality then can be programmed and veiled through amnesic barriers from the core identity of itself. So then you're creating a mind-controlled slave. That is the core foundational part. And the beginning years of that are exclusively committed 
to shattering any form of resistance, any form of defense, mental defenses that the child would have. She would be systemically abused until they found out what were the things she hated most? What were the things that hurt her the most? What were the things that that caused her the most pain and suffering? And when they found those things, they would deploy a perpetual, ongoing, incessant, overwhelming amount of that to her until she shattered into pieces. And out of those pieces, they would start to program and interject identities that would then facilitate later on in her life and growth and development, their loyalty, her loyalty to the cult, to the coven. And in order to, to this, this empire of evil that she would serve their benefactors period. And so my child, my child is, is whole and capable because we didn't pass her through. I wanted to see not just what Naomi or any of my future children. I just wanted to let one generation, I wanted to break that cycle one generation of it. I wanted to know there is some brilliance that has been, my family has brilliance, truly. My wife has her own brilliance, but my children have a totally different brilliance because they're not shattered. I've got a lot of baggage. I've got a lot of bondage and pain and suffering from what I've been through that that made me handicapped for a long period of my time. It disabled me from fighting back. It, it, it made me, it was like somebody stabbed me in the kidneys before I went out to the main fight. They just bled me dry for so long that I couldn't put up any strategic form of resistance. And because of that, it took me a long time. It's taken me a lot of deliberate, intentional healing to try to come out of it. Why I wrote the book, Snatched from the Flames, was because I knew there were so many other people like myself out there who were a generation, one generation away from breaking the cycle. Like it's too far past for me. My life was des destroyed. I have been decimated and disintegrated in such an unutterable systemic way that there's not a lot of hope for me regaining those years of my past. However, I know what they intended for evil. My father in heaven, my, my, the almighty creator has, can use for good in the saving of many lives, but I can only be effective if I'm willing to be radically honest and extremely vulnerable with people that I would be willing to come apart for people and show them just what a broken heart is, that this is, this is what men need to be willing to do to, to come undone publicly not not hiding it all not not stuffing it all that strong men are are most powerful when we are on our knees weeping that is when real men get courage and strength that is when we get clothed with that explosive power from on high is when we fall down and admit, admit our weaknesses we admit our vulnerabilities we reveal to our enemies our most vulnerable spot and allow them an opportunity to take a shot at us knowing and believing that we can call on the, the most powerful source of strength and courage, Yahuwah Elohim Sevaoth. I used to know him as the Lord God Almighty, not the churchianity version, the sissified version that's got this naked Messiah up there. Jesus Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, was the strongest man who ever has lived on this earth. And he did that by bearing up continually under these very same brood of vipers, these sons of the serpent, these, these wolves in sheep's clothing that are masquerading amongst us so continually. He has given us a, a strategy to destroy the works of the devil. That's our goal. And he says that children are an inheritance from Yahuwah. Like they are our mighty inheritance that we are supposed to receive. So how could I sit there with my inheritance that's been given to me by my father? My, my, I was physically sexually abused when I was so young. They crushed my epididymis, which is what is used for you to be able to procreate. They crushed it so that I would never be able to have children. They made me a eunuch at a young age. And they do this through, they do this so that you will stay younger longer so that you'll be a prepubescent boy for longer so that pedophiles that want to enact their lusts on you are able to uh, get their jollies on you. Like my growth was incredibly stunted. I had an incredibly high voice. This is something that the, the Roman Empire has been using. The Catholic Church has been doing for 1600 years. They, 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 Osterati, I believe is the name for it. It's in this book right here on, uh, it's called the Eaters of Children, uh, the Pedocracy Exposed, also by uh, Johnny Cerucci, who does a great job in dealing with these same very things. Then uh, this this is one of their their main, they're called the Castorati. And uh, this is from page eight of his books. It says, thousands of boys were mutilated regularly, ostensibly to give them singing voices unattainable any other way, but most never sang after they were victimized. As the Guardian even admitted, let us remember the many thousands of boys who did go under the knife up to 4,000 a year between the age of 8 and 13, but whose names are long forgotten. 
Hundreds ended up on the streets as beggars and prostitutes, the form of prostitute being very misleading. It conjures images of male gigolos servicing desperate women. The reality then and now is that the majority of male prostitutes are violated serving homosexual men. This is the exact thing that that I was passed through through those very same perverts. And they crushed me and made me incapable of having children. And so I had a surgery that was done after well, my, my wife and I had been married for four or five years to try to reverse some of the damage that was done there. And when my wife conceived my daughter, Naomi, I knew it was a sign from my creator that he wanted me to be a father, that he'd entrusted to me a weapon in my warfare. It's because these, these children are arrows in our quiver, like arrows in the hand of a gibor, a mighty valiant man. My children are my weapons against them. They are the reason I can sit in the gates and contend with my enemies because you know what? They're my fruit. My fruit is on display for people to see. This is the fruit of my life. I refuse. I do not consent to go along with these agendas of evil. I will raise my children in truth. And you know what? If that costs me and my wife and my children our lives, then we give that up to you freely so that you may know the truth because it's great. It is more worth it to become a martyr for the truth than it is ever to be somebody who was compromised and a coward because it says cowards are not getting into the kingdom of heaven. So you know what? Those of you who have an opportunity to resist, you ought to. Those of you that are cowardly now, you can call for strength so that you can overcome that and be filled with to no longer fear the face of any man. Don't fear what man can do to you. They were made to have the fear of the almighty God coming upon them and causing them to live in dread. And you know what? My family feels that now. My family at first when I came out about this and I published that book exposing their methodologies like I have a chapter in the book called Three Methods of Control, The Family Secrets Revealed, I detail in very specific manner how these families rule society. Fear, guilt, and shame are the three main tenets of that system. When you start to dismantle those three tenets of their societal mechanisms, you set the captives free. And I have seen that take place over the last seven years since I have been speaking out. The captives are getting free. And you know what? As much as they want to stifle us, the truth is such an inoculant to fear that it replicates and multiplies. And it's far more contagious than any invisible enemy, whether it's terrorism or virus, that they want to persuade us to try to go wage a war against. No, we have real faces of radical, intelligent, evil ones operating in our midst. We can identify them. We can build target packages on them, and we can eagerly contend against their tactics every day. That's why I'm out here. That's why I'm out here on the front line, because I'm inviting you and calling for you to become courageous enough to stand up and fight for the truth you know we're going to play a couple of movie clips here in just one second did you ever see the movie gladiator it was uh directed by ridley scott starring uh russell crowe and joaquin phoenix as the evil roman ruler commodus yes well you know you reminded me of that movie at the end of the film in the arena commodus and russell crowe's character are going to fight but of course, Comodos has to stab Russell Crowe with poison because that's the only way he can win the fight. And Russell Crowe still wins. That's you, my friend. They tried to hurt you. They tried to silence you. They tried to break you. But you're fighting back. And uh, I have so much appreciation for you for taking on this fight because these people are sick and they have a lot of power. But their power is derived through Satan and Lucifer. And your power is derived from the one true God. Could you put that book back up from Sarucci? Because I want to bring this back to the real world, too. I want to see that cover. Yeah. Okay. This is a statue, by the way. This yes, it is. And that's what I wanted to show <laughs> folks right here. This is the child eater of Bern, Bern, Switzerland. They've got a statue to this creep. They've got a statue <laughs> erected in Switzerland, and it made the cover of that book. This is real. This is what they do. This is what they believe in. They literally devour children, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. You just you started the show with how they're devouring children. Did you not? Like you literally started the show with the very clip of how they're doing it corporately and wholesale. Like my family set up factories to pike the children's adrenal glands for a reason down there in Lake Havasu. While my daughter would have been going through that, while, while children are being tortured and all this stuff, they're not wasting their time doing this. This isn't just because it's, uh, oh, it's been advantageous to create a mind-controlled slave. That's one component on this. These people don't waste a single byproduct of any process of this. The the main driving force for the the the, the, the 
the monetarial reciprocity they gain from this is from the human product that is produced during trauma and stress. When somebody is experiencing wholesale torture, the body excretes compounds, neurological compounds, hormone compounds that are regulated predominantly from the, the amygdala and the hippocampus, these, these areas that deal with memory and deal with your endocrine system, and they cause your body to release very specific compounds. Those are what they are after, and they utilize those for pharmaceutical products. Those products are then sold to people as wonder drugs, as nootropics, things that can make you not have to need sleep. These things that you would call like new vigil or pro vigil, these other drugs that people use to cause like a limitless feeling like your brain gets unlocked and you have incredible aptitudes and capacities to learn and to reason and retain and then and to become brilliant. But ultimately, these are derived from the blood and the plasmas of these victims, of these children who, who produce it in a much higher quantity from the ages of nine years old, from birth to the ages of nine years old and males specifically from families like mine are bred in particular to produce these compounds at much greater, higher concentrations. Like my adrenals produce these things at a much more readily rate than most people's. It gives me the ability to go and fight a lot longer than most people. Because of that, I was used constantly like a battery bank for my family. When anybody that's identified, so many people are giving their DNA out there to these sick psychopaths through these 23andMe and through so many of these finders programs, not understanding that what they're looking for is greater and greater genetic material to start putting back into these systems because 80% of blood that's donated wholesale through our American Red Cross and our blood banks and our drives, those things are used for pharmaceutical products that people are eating and consuming. We are literally eating the blood of our children. We are eating the blood of our neighbors. We're being drunk on it. We have become a cannibalistic nature that's so depraved. We can't get out of this unless we stop taking their poison, unless you abstain from their systems of medical care. When you abstain from that, you stop going to that the, the drug dealer down at Walgreens and CVS, and you start turning to the plants and the medicines that are readily available, that are not trademarked, that don't cause a side effect, like every drug in the United States has to cause a side effect, which is a negative reaction. When you learn foraging and you go to learn how to eat medicinal mushrooms and plants out of the wild, you pay attention to side effects and you're very, very cautious about plants that cause severe side effects. But everybody else is taking drugs that cause a side effect in the body from this meddling. They take white willow bark and they, they, they derive the compounds that are very beneficial for pain relief and they create by adding molecular signature to something they can patent to cause that side effect, a natural compound that should take their pain away without all those those side effects. So I'm very passionate about trying to point people towards these ancient methods of healing. These these things that were just a hundred years ago, just you just a couple generations ago, our family members knew this. We didn't we weren't caught up in the same stuff. We were so brilliant. Like if you read books from the, just a generation, a generation before World War One, it's amazing. It's rich. It's vibrant. It's culture. 98% of the American population knew how to read before they instituted schooling, the version of society that we have today. This uh, is a great book here. This is one of the best stinking books you can read. John Taylor Gatto, The Underground History of American Education. He has another one that's called like The Deliberate Dumbing Down. Oh, just yeah, that's brilliant. Charlotte Itzerby, The Deliberate Dumbing yeah, Down of America. Yeah. Her book is incredible on that. These These books will help you to identify how they made us Agents, collaborators, maybe a better word for it, people that went along with the agenda. They did it through this system, this American education system, which is derived from the Prussian education system, which is derived from the caste system, the Hindu caste system. They created class warfare, socialized class warfare to make us a collective group instead of an individual, that there was no self-sovereignty, that there's no self-reliance in our society, that they bred that out of us. But you know what? It takes one generation to break that cycle. That's why I did this. This is why I'm waging this war. I'm trying trying to be a living witness to people on how to fight against this. And this is ultimately how you do that. You, ed you take your time and you lay your life down for that next generation. You give up everything for them to have the, the life that you didn't, for them to know the truths that you just learned. Even if you just discovered it, humble yourselves and admit you were an idiot. Humble yourself and make, make sure you admit you were dumb and duped. People don't like admitting they were duped. They're a lot more resistant to admit they've been lied to. They're, they're much more willing to go along with the lie. But you know what? That's because they're inherently taught to be a coward. But you're not. You're made to be brave. 
you know, guys, I might split this into two parts because we're still going to get to Jason programs, assassins, etc. So stay tuned. I wanted to ask you, though, adrenochrome. I was dying to say it when you're telling us about your family's involvement in children's uh, adrenal glands. Is that at least in part what you were talking about, adrenochrome? I believe that is one of the compounds that they are they are seeking is one of those. There's when you have norepinephrine and epinephrine and then you have adrenochrome, these are different compounds of, of what happens when the body produces adrenaline and how that that chain reaction takes place. I don't know the specifics of the names of the compounds that they were after. I know that some of those products had a silvery sheen to them. One of those plasmids that they would put, some of them were literally kept in gold vials, silver vials, and copper vials, and then others were in glass vials. Those were the main product line. Like when I was I was being used as a mule to traffic those specific compounds, those vials around in central Arizona uh, uh, in the White Mountains, specifically to a lot of individuals in the Mormon church. The Mormon church was utilizing those compounds during their rich they're very much interconnected with the same cult ideologies and rituals of the Freemasons. They were utilizing a lot of those in those rituals. And I was being used as a mule to bring those up from Lake Havasu City, Arizona, where the London Bridge and these Knights of Columbus were operating out of, where they had a factory to produce these things that came up from Nogales and up into Tucson, Arizona, into Phoenix, and this human trafficking chain that went up all the way over into Lake Havasu. It was ultimately the main distribution hub for this was from that soft sovereign territory for the city of London that is right there at the London Bridge. That is a legal territory that the city of London has, like an embassy here in the United States. That is where these activities take place. That is the central hub of the main distribution network for those very products, those very those human-based products that were being distributed out from there to Las Vegas, to Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco. That was the hub of it, and I still believe Epstein Island is a form of the pleasure island. The older, the, the previous generation of what I witnessed was all centered there in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Well, you know, I did have a couple of uh, film clips queued up for this show, one of which is uh, from the Bourne Identity movies starring Matt Damon. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But uh, since we're on the topic, I do want to do a screen share here and share this with you in the audience. I want to play this clip from uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And in this scene, Johnny Depp ingests adrenochrome. Here's the clip from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And by the way, Hunter S. Thompson has been named by children who have been tortured as yeah. being a director of snuff films. That's just an aside. Watch this. As your attorney, I advise you to take a hit out of the little brown bottle in my shaving kit. You won't need much. Just a tiny taste. Ah, there it is. What is this shit? That stuff makes pure mescaline seem like ginger beer, man. Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome? Hmm. So Johnny Depp playing Hunter S. Thompson gets absolutely blasted high out of his mind on adrenochrome. And I just wanted you to know that's mainstream now. People are starting to understand that this is one of the things that these people traffic in. Not only yeah. do they traffic in children, not only do they rape and murder and satanically ritually abuse children, they get the adrenochrome from children. And that's mm. become uh, evidently a hot market, supposedly among folks in Hollywood. I guess it keeps mm. you young, keeps you looking young. Do you know anything about that? That's Well, I believe that's exactly what one of those compounds that they are obsessed with is, because I don't know exactly what the the effects that it has on the body. There was a, a ritual I witnessed in Arizona, in the White Mountains of Arizona, on the White Mountain Apache Reservation, where a man consumed a vial of it, and it looked like he aged. He he reversed aging by 20 years. His skin grew taut. It, it became like he revitalized his health, and he was invigorated. He went from this very aged man, but they ripped apart a child and physically consumed the adrenal organs off of that and then took and drank these vials that we had been trafficking in, and it reversed those effects of aging as if he was a vampire that drank blood and was was healed it it scarred me for so long and i didn't know the names of these things they didn't have these these compounds but that's exactly what i believe it is that these people are are addicted to and they become complete it's these uh, these the fountain of youth that these people are obsessed with they want a way to do that and johnny depp y'all for those of you that don't know is a is a deep occultist and has been for decades he was very instrumental in getting the release he launched a very powerful propaganda campaign to get three men who were who had been totally found guilty of convicted 
monsters, the West, West Memphis Three, who had done a satanic ritualistic murder of children in Memphis, Tennessee. And when they were caught, Johnny Depp rose up as one of the people to try to deliver them and was successful at doing so, launched millions of dollars into a campaign to get them set free. He has been utilized for so many, like the Ninth Gate in a lot of these vampire cult movies, where he is being used as a high priest in order to try to usher in the arrival of these arc of these these wicked ones, these fallen angels. That man has been an adept and has been a part of these satanic brotherhoods for decades. That is that is something that is overt information. It's not hidden. It just requires some diligence on your part. So every time you're sending your children to watch Pirates of the Caribbean, you are, you are literally financing the very kingdom of darkness for every one of these people to continue to have power to overcome our, us, the people that are trying to fight for truth and trying to contend against it. So no greater actor is there to be able to, to present to the people what a perverse and disgusting, I mean, in, it's infanticide, y'all. This is people that are using these products, these products as if they are something that should be utilized, but it's no different. This is what they've been doing for millennia. This is why they passed their sons through the fires of Moloch. This is why even when Israel was in war with the king of Moab and they were winning against him, he tried to break out against his army and he couldn't. So he took his firstborn son, brought him onto the wall and sacrificed him as a burnt offering, a holocaust on the wall. And it said, great wrath, rage, a violent unleashing, a spiritual unleashing took place and possessed his soldiers. And they were able to drive back all the forces of Israel. That's that same power these people are addicted to. This is an organized crime syndicate who is addicted to using every component of a ch of the child of a person whether it's their organs and that's being used in the organ trafficking trade whether it's these blood compounds like the adrenochrome or whether it is their bodies that are used for snuff films and pornography production and pedophilia none of this stuff is being wasted because you are fighting against a literal kingdom of vampires these gregory that's what they've always been called these are the ones who are absolutely addicted to going after strange flesh and when people compromise and consume these things they get possessed by the spirits behind it they get consumed with lust an insatiable need to be fed and they can never get satisfied they are willing to chase down all of these highs not knowing where they came from nor caring but there are spiritual consequences for these actions and i'll just say this guys we've said it once we've said it a thousand times there's nothing new under the sun as in the days of noah this stuff has been going on and plaguing humanity since the beginning of time so I hope you'll join us for part two. Friends, I apologize for doing this to you. Part two with Nathan Reynolds will be released on October 27th. So stay tuned. And for real news every single day, join us for free at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. 5G war doesn't really even look like a war. It's like a quiet war, a gray war. People aren't in uniform. Uh, the weapons are directed energy weapons. They are bioweapons. Uh, the combatants are not in uniform. And that's where we are because the first rule of war is to know when you're in one. But it's hard to even know when you're in one in fifth generation war. And that's where I think we are at.